All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, upvote the video itself, and of course, hit the bell for notifications. Um, John Garcia brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs, and I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. John, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Just excited for the season, man. It's 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 right around the corner. All the preseason stuff is out. You know, AP rankings, watch list. Play. I mean, it's just, it's a beautiful time of year. Everybody's undefeated right now. So congratulations to your audience and all the other audiences out there. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. And by the time... Um, our audience reads this. We're going to be less than a week away from the first set of games. So that's that's actually really cool. Um, today, we're going to get outside of your comfort zone maybe a little bit, um, other than talking about Marcel Reed, which we're going to do that in a minute. But today, I wanted to do a recruiting comp of whenever they were recruiting of Jackson Dart and Luke Altmyer, since this quarterback competition is such a big deal as it should be to Ole Miss fans. Um what do you what do you remember about Jackson Dart? Well, Jackson Dart was one of the more intriguing uh, players we tracked in that class of I guess it would be twenty twenty one. So basically, he is a, a guy who's at Corner Canyon High School, which is really um, you know one of the premier passing high schools in high school football uh, up in Utah. And he's just he's lit it up every year, but he was kind of known as this really dynamic athlete who could throw. Think of a John Rice Plumley coming out of high school. He was he was more known for that. And I think it caused a lot of question marks during his sophomore and junior season to the point that until about this time going into his senior season, he didn't have a power five offer. There was a lot of mm, we like him, but we're not sure. Keep in mind. This was coming off of the COVID year. You couldn't hit the road as a coaching staff to evaluate, and you really had to rely on technology and video to supplement any any evaluations because you couldn't go out there and watch him in person, which every coaching staff wants to do, especially relative to the quarterback position. So he had a lot to prove going in his senior season at, at Corner Canyon, and man, did he start lighting it up from the beginning. I don't have the exact numbers, but he put up like – 69 touchdowns both passing and running i mean he just blew it out of the water as a senior as a true dual threat at this point the questions about his arm and the the ability to read progression started to subside and they put up crazy numbers i think he broke a couple of records um, in the state of utah during that 2021 or 2020 season uh, to the point where they went all the way to the state championship game and, and ran away with things. So Jackson Dart really played his way into the power five as a senior, which is just rare, right? So he had a chip on his shoulder, kind of the whole deal. But man, when everybody, when, when one school jumped in, everybody jumped in. Uh, it, it became a huge national battle and he was like the late prize of that recruiting class because all the other top quarterbacks that cycle were off the board early, right? Uh, Caleb Williams to Oklahoma, all, all those Garrett Nussmeyer to LSU, Miller Moss uh, to USC. I mean, everyone had their pick early in the normal quarterback timeline. So anybody who missed or wanted to upgrade or maybe package a quarterback with another, 
went all in on Dart, and obviously, you know, USC won out there in the end, and, and be, he became a part of a two-quarterback class with Miller Moss, who he beat out uh, pretty much right out of the gate when he got to USC uh, before, you know, getting some playing time and obviously hitting the transfer portal. So I think with Jackson Dart, he really played his way onto everybody's radar and really, uh, you know, proved his worth as a true dual threat in high school and, and everybody saw it kind of simultaneously and it became a frenzy usc i think oregon was in there um byu was was really the school trending early in his recruitment before everyone else got involved uh so it, it really became quite the quite the spectacle from from a late risers perspective and then with luke altmeyer kind of the opposite a guy out of starkville high school of course who just from the jump was a guy everybody recognized pretty early hey the footwork the accuracy the consistency is all here playing against really good competition that the schools in that sec acc footprint as, as a sophomore were already in on altmeyer of course he makes the early verbal commitment to florida state and and it just becomes a a frenzy right i think alabama was trying to flip him. obviously old miss Mississippi State everyone was trying to change this kid's mind and for a long time he, he really stayed the course uh, until late in the cycle where of course he ends up picking the Rebels uh, and at that point he was already this understandably polished accurate passer a guy who who you just kind of knew what you were getting maybe a higher floor lower ceiling recruit which is you know ironically now the opposite of Dart who everyone viewed as this late riser with maybe not the highest floor, but a very high ceiling. So now coming full circle to 2022, and we're getting some of the same conversations, right? We see in the spring game, Altmaier outplay Jackson Dart. You know, we saw Altmaier get some spot experience last year when Matt Corral was banged up, and you see that high floor, right? The throws are on time, they're accurate. Uh, there's some game manager in him, which is not a bad word anymore. Uh, hopefully everyone can understand the positivities with that and then with dart again you saw it in the spring game and you hear more about it it's just a high risk high reward right he's going to take more chances he's going to push the ball down the field and of course he's got this running ability that could you know, really become a separator when all things get even in this quarterback battle so still fascinating to look back on but uh you know still both guys have a lot ahead of them and, and you could really start to make the argument for either package or either player, excuse me, Altmaier more experienced, certainly understands this system a little bit better and can be that point guard on the football field as to where Dart might mimic a little bit more of, of what we saw from Matt Corral in that not only can he deliver the ball with great arm talent, particularly to the third level, but he could really move the chains with his legs and become a dynamic threat in that regard. So it's, it's a bit of a pick your poison, uh, but it's understandable at that same time, Stephen, why this has become such a close call, maybe the closest call in the country. We, we start to see separation at LSU in their battle, Auburn in their battle, Texas in their battle, Nebraska in their battle. All these are going on at fall camp. This Ole Miss one seems like it's it's maybe the most touch and go in the entire yeah. country at this point, and that's a mm -hmm. great, great problem to have for Lane Kiffin and company. He's going to have to figure it out soon, but it's a great problem to have overall because we all know quarterback depth and attrition are two things that really are, are tied to success from an offensive standpoint. So a uh, lot to play out there. Yeah, seriously. And 
this quarterback competition isn't the only thing going on as they have a commitment from NBA quarterback Marcel Reed, um, who is making some waves. You're starting to see a bunch of interviews um, pop up and everything going, and some scouting services have even elevated him in certain things. Tell me what you're hearing about um, Marcel right now. Well, we're just seeing a whole lot of polish coming out of his game. I think early on, you know, dual threat, baseball player, you just expected this kind of, uh, you know, balanced recruit from a quarterbacking perspective. But I think over the last six months in particular, Stephen, we've seen him really take command of his mechanics, take command of his accuracy. And he's still utilizing a lot of that athleticism to work outside of the pocket. The footwork is elite. But we're seeing a quicker trigger, that motion has improved, and that short to intermediate accuracy, which is really the foundation of quarterbacking, let's be honest. We love the deep ball and all that stuff, but really it's about you know, third and eight, can you hit the dig in between the linebacker and the safety? And in that regard, Marcel Reed has really made strides. He's always been able to throw with juice and velocity, but now he's going off speed. There's a little bit more touch in his game. He's throwing guys open, the anticipation – is improving here as you would expect it to once there is a bit more focus on football and that's something he's really never been able to do for all his accolades he's he's, he's a four-year varsity starter again productive from the jump as a true freshman at the high school level all those great things he's always had baseball he's always had something else to divert his time to which is not a bad thing i'm, I'm not making the argument against uh multi-sport athletes but at quarterback at some point you do have to kind of take a step back and say, hey, this is where I'm going to be. This is where my future is, so let's go all in here. And in this offseason, we've seen him make really big strides in that regard. So I'm expecting a very big 2022 senior season for Marcel Reed, a guy who, you know, talking to Ole Miss sources, they feel like even in this loaded quarterback class, this was one of their guys very early on that they felt really good about. Remember, they took his commitment the same weekend Jaden Rashada was on campus. You know, that that was a bold move from the Ole Miss perspective and certainly affected Rashada's view of Ole Miss. So you had to have conviction in taking that chance. And I think the coaching staff, I know the, the offensive staff, the quarterback coaching staff felt really good about Reed relative to other people's rankings and how other people viewed this entire, uh, you know, quarterback class and, and especially the ones who were considering Ole Miss. Uh, so I, I knew that they, they were buying in early on Marcel Reed. And since that point, we've started to see a lot of the reasons why, whether we've seen him in person at the Elite 11 Regional or, or certainly on video working with QB Country and some of these other quarterback specialists. We, we're just seeing quick progression in his game. The, the length, the athleticism, the, the running ability is always there, and that's really important, and, and it will, will project very well at the next level. But the progress he's made as a passer mechanically is really what we've seen over the last six to eight months. And that is where Ole Miss fans should really be excited because now the future of the quarterback room looks pretty good because we know there's going to be some kind of friction between Altmeyer and Dart one way or the other, right? It's just the nature of the quarterbacking business right now. So you need to bring in a quarterback in this class, 2023, that at least has the physical tools to compete right out of the gates because there's a chance that Marcel Reed is QB2 right out of the gate. And obviously, you know, you're one play away from being the guy at that point. So really important get for Ole Miss uh, early on and a guy who's really stuck to it and, and had no drama since then, which is another nice luxury for Lane Kiffin and company.
Yeah, and I tell people um, right now on my show, whenever you want to do, go to YouTube, watch a Charlie Ward video, watch <laughs> a Marcel Reed highlight. It's kind of uncanny. I think anybody would take that. Anybody yeah. would take that. I mean, maybe not Mississippi State fans, but everyone else <laughs> would would take that. Uh, obviously, Charlie again, a guy who didn't have that luxury to to focus on one sport. But man, when he was on as a passer and as a runner, it, it was about as as good as he got in college football. But now the systems are more tailored for quarterbacks who can do these things. So from a production standpoint you put an even higher ceiling statistically on what a guy like Marcel Reed could do compared to a Charlie Ward back in the early 90s. Yeah, people look at talk about Michael Vick as being the game changer that really changed football, but it was probably 10 years earlier when Charlie Ward walked out there and started doing those things. And it was it was pretty cool and um he, he's one of my all-time favorite players. Yeah, hard to argue against any <laughs> of that. I think Charlie again from a true dual threat perspective really really flipped the game on its head and you paired him with obviously great skill position talent so when you break the pocket in those situations it really is a nightmare scenario for a defensive coordinator because either charlie's running with it for for big numbers or he's buying more time for those pass catchers to break free uh and, and have more chunk plays in the conventional sense so yeah i think we get some of that similarity with with marcel uh and again another one you know once he once he fills out a little bit, very lean right now, I think all those things are, are still ahead of him, and, and he'll be a little bit more built and prepared for, for the SEC level of competition. Yeah, John Garcia from um, Talking Recruiting, brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Real quick, get more on the SEC by making Locked On SEC your second listen every day. Chris Gordy and his local experts of Locked On take you across the SEC in 30 minutes or less. Make Locked On SEC your second listen. Locked On SEC. Thank you very much, John. Hopefully we can get to do this again soon. Sounds good, my friend. Thanks for having me on. All right, buddy.